Welcome back, everyone, to the PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asaz here with my co-host, Brian Lender, the editor of Penn Live Report for High School. And this week, we have a very special guest joining us. Brian, you want to do the pleasure of introducing who he is? Yeah, Nebby. So we got a guy that we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. And um, with good reason. We got Alex Herbie, sophomore quarterback for Steel High. Uh, doesn't necessarily always look like a sophomore, doesn't necessarily always play like a sophomore, but he is a sophomore. Isn't that right, Alex? Yeah, that's right. That's correct. <laughs> getting ready to be a junior. Man, I can already, man, you just get, keep getting bigger and bigger. I know you got, you gained a few inches last year, you gained a few pounds. Man, what's the height and weight right now? Um, Right now, I'm 6'4", 203. I dropped my weight because of basketball is going up and down, but 203 mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, as we record this, you've got a game tonight. Yeah, we got we played Milton Hershey. It should be a good game. It's it's to get in the playoffs, so it's a big one for us tonight. Yeah, Nebby seen Milton Hershey play a couple times. He told me Milton Hershey had this one, so just so you know. <laughs> but but Nebby played for Harrisburg, so I don't know how much love he's really got for Steel High. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, the rivalry yeah. runs deep, man. But it was always a great plan against Steel High. We've had a couple great battles against Steel High. And Brian, back to you know Alex's height. The first time I actually spoke with Alex in person was the district title game against the Lone Catholic earlier in the. Uh, last football season and it's like Alex and I were looking at I'm 6'4 235 myself so I'm like man this 16 year old kid is my height my size is crazy so Alex you play I mean you play I know and you put this out there a lot there's been that big debate whether people should specialize or play multiple sports my personal opinion is do whatever you want to do if you want to specialize and play you know work on football year-round or hoops year-round and that's where your heart is do it now if you want to play multiples play it you play a lot of stuff right what all do you play yeah, I play baseball also in the springtime, but I also wanted to split the time and try to do track, actually, to work on my speed, speed and agility. Basically, I just wanted to do everything I can because when I get out of high school, I'm going to miss all of it, just trying everything. And I'm just having, an, uh, I'm just living the moment and enjoying, enjoying my high school career. So I just try everything that I can. How's the, uh, how's the hooping going right now? Like I said, you got Milton Hershey tonight. This is a football podcast, but, you know, I mean, you got a game tonight. So how's the hoop going for you? Um, it's doing pretty good. Like it, it took me a while to get used to it, like get into the season. But now I'm sitting there making making shots and stuff like that. It was a struggle to begin with and getting in basketball shape. I still don't think I'm in full basketball shape back when I was because I didn't play in the whole two years. Right. But I'm at the top right now, but yeah. not get there. But playoff time, if we do make the playoffs, I'll hopefully be there. So just about to mention that basketball conditioning is a lot different than football. I remember coming from football season and going right to basketball season, man. Those sprints, you know, it's up and down game constantly. So I feel your pain there. I'm yeah. going to talk hoops a little bit more with you, Alex. Still High's had a pretty legendary type program through the years. Been down a little bit. I know Coach Tristan Crawford's in there. You guys are trying to get it going again, man. How's that process going? And, you know, how's that program looking as far as I know you guys are probably around 500 this year. How's it looking as far as building that thing up and, and, and getting it going again? Uh, I just think. Like we, Coach Tristan tells us every single day, like we're young, so we all got to stick together. And like at the end of the day, we we just got to stick together and don't give up on each other and keep coming back to practice because we're getting better every single week. And I just think if we stay together all four years, all these rest of the two years, I think we can be something special our senior year. Yeah, quick, Brian, for those who don't know, Tristan Crawford, man, he played on some really good still high teams. He started all four years for the Rollers. I grew up watching him. He and his teammate Tremaine Hawthorne were both 2,000-point scorers in high school for Steel High. So, you know, this is definitely to have a good guy like Tristan in your corner coaching you because he's a good mentor you can learn from in all aspects of life as well. 
I mean, it, it, Tristan, like I said, he he's he's got in there. He's trying to real bit rebuild that thing, and I know they're getting some guys out like Alex, the multi-sport guy. So that that's fun to see. But you know, Alex, you live yep. in Title Town, man. That's what they call it. I mean, it's what like nine state championships, something like that, over eight hundred wins, man. What's it like to live and play football and still? Uh, to just grow up in it, it's just a special place to grow up. Just seeing all the winning happening, going to every single game, the games being packed and stuff like that, and everybody supporting each other in the town. It's I just think it's just so much different than other places. And now being a part of it, like going just going out places. Sometimes I go out Hershey and people notice me like, are you Alex Irby, the quarterback? I'm like, yeah. And people, it's the kids around here, the elementary kids always want pictures and stuff like that. I mean, I could honor be a special player down already. But let me ask you this, not you know, I hate not to cut you off there, but you know, I know you your dad's the your dad's the football coach. Uh, Andrew Irby is is the football coach. He's playing for his dad, folks. But Alex has been like the ball boy and stuff since he was a kid and stuff. And I've been here about six years, Alex. And when yeah. I first got here, those first year or two, you know, before you got to varsity, still how it wasn't very good. So at the same time, when you live in a town that loves its football program so so much and is is so strongly behind it, it's not fun either. And I know they were pretty hard those years. You weren't playing, but you saw it, right? When if you're a steel high roller. Yeah, I actually I actually cried a couple of times when they when they fell short of the state championship when they fell to Homer Center up the um I forgot where they played at, but I was everybody else was crying and then I just started crying and in the lone Catholic game, like the last this is like right before I get to high school and I'm just sitting there experiencing and, and just saying like, Oh, we're gonna be back next year. We're gonna play that same team in the district championship, we're gonna beat them. And we go we go went up. And we actually beat him in the district championship. It was crazy how that happened, like in the exact footsteps. Yeah, I haven't lived at Nebby, but I've seen it. And like Alex, and Alex is like what twenty-two and one or something like that as a starter right now through two seasons, almost six thousand yards. He, he's he's thinking like I missed a game or two, probably like <laughs> twenty-four and one or something. Yeah. But um, as as much as they get behind those guys, Nebby, when they're winning. You don't want to lose if you're a roller because they'll right. let you know about that too, won't they? Right, absolutely. About the losing part, like, as soon as you lose, like, a game or having – you can tell the difference in people that come out and stuff like that, and they'll definitely talk – they're not shy away to saying what you're doing wrong and stuff like that. So I just listen to all the older guys and alumni and soak it in and just perform it. And we're – it's like today, like, in the Canton game, everybody was telling us to keep it. Like, we all just soaked in together and all the – like, the town was all like the football field just congratulating us on a, like a great season and how young we are. I think it's going to be scary the next two years. Yeah, Alex, I was out there at the Canton game out there in Tawanda, your last game of the season. I spoke with your dad after the game. And you know, you guys definitely faced some adversity that game. And, you know, you didn't get off to the best start. You know, your dad talked about that. But um, you, you fought back hard until the final whistle. Talk to me about the experience of playing for your dad, who's not only your football coach, the director of athletics that's still in you know, just, just coming up with him as, you know, your, your first-hand coach and him being your high school coach at that as well? I mean, it's an honor playing for your own father at the high school level. But it's a, it just seems like a normal thing, like outside, like the media and stuff like that. I mean, growing up, he's been coaching me all my life. And everybody would say, oh, it's a little favoritism on that side and stuff like that. But I just set all that stuff aside, and we just go back to the drawing. Like, I started being on the drawing board since I was six, like seven years old. And he would teach me the basis of the game and stuff like that. 
And that's when I actually started playing. My actually first position was running back. And I didn't really, I really didn't know anything about quarterback. And then I just, like, as soon as he put me back there, I just fell in love with it. You talked about a young group you guys got, man. Obviously, you come in as a freshman. You got Makai Flowers out there. And he's going to Penn State. He leaves, goes over to CD East. You know, Tyrone Moore and some of those guys picked it up this year. You got almost 6,000 passing yards, I think, through two seasons. Broke a whole bunch of records. I, b- I bet you got to memorize. How, m- how many records do you got? What records do you have already as a sophomore in Steel High's record books, my man? Uh, I think I pretty much got all of them. Um, <laughs> I don't think pretty much any, any of them left. Like, because um, Randy Wilson, our stat record guy, he knows all the history about. And he texted me after the um, career pass. He was like, you broke every single record. So you really just got to just add on, on to it and build your legacy. So it's, I don't think I, it's none left. And that legacy is continuing, right, Brian? And like we mentioned uh, earlier this week, you just added another offer, man. You got an ACC offer. Tell us who you got an offer from and, you know, what that feeling is like. Um, it was from Duke, but it, it just feels amazing. Like I was, I was out in the um, babysitting my little sister, and my dad called me and said, "Duke just offered you," and I just like froze in my footsteps. I was just like, "Wow!" Like that's that means like a lot to me. And just watching the Duke and North Carolina game, I know it's not the same, but it's just like around the same environment and stuff like that. It's just like I was just shocked. Yeah, two seasons, real quick, Navi. Two seasons, two district titles, two three titles. Uh, 5,754 passing yards, 74 passing touchdowns. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, and Duke's not the only offer, right? You got UConn, Bowling Green, Kent State, and Cal U, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when the ACC comes knocking, and it's a great school, um, I know you were – Cal U was the first, right? And I know yeah. you were excited just to get on the board, and I know you're appreciative of those guys. But when you get an ACC school coming – knocking on the door and it's a great school like that i mean there's got to be some emotions involved too i know you just post a little bit of it but i mean it had to be really really special did you do anything to celebrate oh yeah um i didn't do anything to celebrate but like when i first got to the school because we had a we were we had practice later that day and everybody was just like like hugging me and stuff like that saying congratulations that's big and like you got to be like really smart to go in them type of schools and like when like my dad he was just like, he gave me a host, like saying, like, you got to keep working. And like, this is not the only one. He texted me later that night, basically saying the sky's the limit and keep working. It never, you know, Coach Irby had to be super proud because it's not just Alex. His little brother is like slash twin, Andrew, who's 6'4". I say little brother, what, 6'4", 280. He got a Duke offer too. Wow. So that's a big day in, in, in the Irby family. It's a big day in the Irby family, but it's also a big day. For Stilton, and for those listening to this podcast who aren't familiar with the town of Stilton, Stilton is pretty small, right, Alex? I mean, it's not a very big community at all. So talk to me about what playing for the Steel High Rollers on that football team is like. I know you have a very niche community, right? Um, very, very small group of loyal fans who come out and they show out, whether that be on Friday nights when you play, whether it be Saturdays at your football field in your stadium. But what does football for Stilton mean? I mean, it means a lot for the town, and it, it really keeps the town going. Like, without the football, it's, like, really nothing to be appreciative about and stuff like that because there's so much trouble going around the town. And every day in school, I would tell kids to, like, try to come out and tr- just try football. Like, you can't go wrong about trying anything. And, like, this, my, like, the team is just, like, a brotherhood. Like, we all just stick together. I tell the guys every 
that day. I'm like, your your time is coming. And so just don't stop and say, oh, I'm not going to get an offer or something like that. I just keep telling them every single day, you just got to keep better and keep getting like coming, coming around, just keep coming around. And your time, your time can be next any day. It only takes one. That's what I tell them every single day. It only takes one to get like get the ball rolling. Now, I mean, we did the story when they went won the state title, you know, and I don't think anything I'm saying here is a secret. You know, like you said, it's a small town. Stilton is. If you look at the economic records, it's there's not a ton of money there. Mm-hmm. That football program is for a lot of people. And one of the things we told in that story was the program for a lot of people is a way out, a way to improve their life. And it's also for other people, it's a, a sort of a beacon of hope. Right, Alex? That, hey. These guys are doing really good. You can be from Stilton and really go do something big. And I think we told that story during the state championship, but you guys feel that too, right? You see that, right, Alex? Yeah, we see it a lot. And, like, I just tell them every single day, we just got to keep working because the, our our group, our 24 group can be really special. And I, I even tell the 23 guys, I'm like, you guys got a chance to be special. And y'all just got to keep working because when you get to the next level, it only takes one opportunity and you only have, you maybe only have one time to shine. And you capitalize that, you can go be special down the road in the future. I think we saw too, Nebby, during that, and I, you know, I keep talking here, guys, but during that state title run, that was also the COVID year. And your, you guys' program was hit pretty hard by some, you know, and the community was by COVID. There were some people that were lost and stuff. And I know you guys pulled together, right? And how did that bring the program together and, and, and the town too? Because there were some loss and some tragedies that state title season. I mean, it, it brought us together a lot because it has forced us to just to come together. And some of the people that were lost were uncles and cousins that were on the football team. And I would text, I'm not going to say the names, but I would text them every single day and just lift them up and say, if you need a place just to come hang out, you can come to, come to my house. And sometimes he would come to my house and we would just watch football film and stuff like that. Basically lift, like lifting each other up and just keeping the get town together and winning it and riding on our bus and winning the state championship. It was a special for the town, and I never saw the town like that. Just come together, like, as long as I've been alive, I never saw the town that close together or – because it was, like, 500, 600 people at the football field after we won the state title. And, Alex, you know, when you sit here and you think about it, you know, for Brian and I listening to you speak, that's a pretty big responsibility for the shoulders of a 16-year-old, right? That's a sophomore in high school. But the fact that you've had that impact, and like you mentioned, it starts with one speaks volumes to the type of leadership qualities you possess at such a young age. So let me ask you this. Through two seasons of high school football, you've managed to break almost every record there is at Steel High, right? Short, just short of 6,000 passing yards, about 74, 75 touchdowns thrown. You have two more seasons left to play. What aspirations, what goals, what legacy do you seek to leave behind? I mean, what more do you wish to expand upon? Um, there's a lot, there's a lot on my list to make the all American game and just to be an all, all American max preps. Cause in the past two years, I wasn't on that list. And my, like the team goal is to win two more state titles. Like we're like, we, as a team, as a unit, we don't have like, we're still not as proud as we were. Like we, we don't only want one state championship because everybody's just going to reflect on it here. Not everybody being full of their strength and stuff like that. So I, the last two years, we just want to just make just make it unbe- like unforgettable and just just, just dominate. You, you got you talked about that young group, you know, and one of the things we like to do on this is highlight some guys, you know, who should we be looking out for and stuff like that. And I know some of the names, um, but who are some of the guys on this team you talked about? You're excited about some of these young guys on this team 
tell us some of these guys that we need to be looking out for and why, man. Uh, I got a couple. I got Ja'Kai Norris running back. I think it's going to be a big year for him because a lot of college coaches are coming in for him and looking looking for him on the, both sides of the ball, linebacker too as well. And Jayon Perry, just growing up, he was always a different type of kid and mindset, stuff like that. And I, I just got done with a workout with him and Eugene Green. <clears throat> Eugene Green looked like he put on 15 more pounds of muscle and he got faster, stronger. And Amari Williams is another guy. And Ralph Caesar, I think he can have a really big year in Daquan McCraw in their um, wide receiver core. I think we should have one of the best wide receiver cores in the state again. Yeah, I know Rail's been working hard. I think he's out of that red zone camp. I know he's been working with Mark Lester, uh, Nevy, who's a Harrisburg guy who went mm-hmm. on and played, um, I think, over in Canada a good bit. He's, yep. you know, I think he had a, I think he played with the Ravens a little bit. And I know mm-hmm. he's been working with some guys. That, you know, he's he's kind of become a renowned sort of receivers trainer. So I know Rail's working to have a big season uh, with you and with Tyrone Moore graduate, my man. Rail Rail might be, you know, the guy. And I know Jayon had some some good receiving games too so that'll be interesting to see i think yeah i tell them all the time i say you got y'all got some big foot like foots to fill and david Pryor leaving and stuff like that that's what i i tell jakai Nelson. i was like you got to have the ball almost every time in your hands like every every care you get you try to take to the house because you have a great line in front of you so you just got to make you just got to improve your game because that's what he's been doing he's been working extremely hard in the weight room so i got a lot of confidence in him in the backfield with me this year the, the junior season is usually like the biggest season for any football recruit. Your dad talked to you any about that? And what are you going to be doing over the next couple months here to get ready to go into this junior season and hopefully have a big one and keep opening up these doors from these colleges? I would say just working on all aspects of my game, just trying stuff new, just getting faster, more mo- mobilized, and just working on my arm strength because everybody questions we're like, we don't go against the best competition. So like technique is like, it's just a big thing of just working on it because when a college coach turns on the film and he sees the technique and the zip of the ball coming out and the mobility and the smart skills, like the audible. And like, I just want to learn like a lot about the game. I just want to grow my game to like a, um, like an unstoppable level. Like I can't get stopped on not like nothing. You you're a lefty, right? Yeah. That's a little bit different. I know that you work, Last year, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you work a little bit with another lefty, uh, Andrew Ford, who's now with the Arizona Cardinals? People will remember him, Nebby. Um, he was a, a PA Gatorade player of the year who played at Cedar Cliff, and he mm-hmm. threw for like 7,000 yards at Cedar Cliff and ended up at UMass, had a really nice college career, probably would have got a pro shot, if not for, you know, in a camp at least, mm-hmm. if not for COVID. Um, and you worked with him some, right? Yeah, I worked with him. And it, I, he still texts me and stuff like seeing how I'm doing and stuff like that. We talk here and there, but he's just a good guy and he's a great quarterback trainer out there. What, what did you pick up from him? Different types of like he like pointed out some things in my game like like last year like he would tell like he got my footwork a lot faster and like he just gave me like the just the basic of the games like different types of coverages and stuff like that. This advanced stuff that he learned at UMass and stuff like that. He just taught me a lot, and it has made me a better player over the time that I've been working with him. So uh, I know he puts in the work. Nebby, this guy told me, correct me if I'm getting the story wrong here, Alex. I'm stumbling all over my words here. But uh, going into his freshman year, when did, did you hurt your foot or something? Yeah, I broke my foot. Yeah, he broke his foot, Nebby. And so he ended up, like, throwing it out of a chair for, like, a while. Like, what was that again? What did, what did you do to just keep active? 
yeah, I was just keeping active, just, just trying to just prepare my mind for varsity football because I never took a varsity snap before. So I was just trying to just take some parts. I would take Makai and Damian Hammonds just off to the side and just go to the park and throw in a, throw in a chair on off, off balance off my foot. There's no weight bearing on my foot. And I was just doing basic, just throwing motions for two months. I think, it, yeah, it was two months. I had to do that. That's a that's a good that work ethic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at 16 years old, that's one heck of a, a work ethic. I know you've had a lot of success so far in your football career, and I'm praying that you have a lot more, you know, the sky's the limit. But let me ask you this. What are some challenges you've faced so far in your high school football career and some obstacles that you've been challenged with? Um, Definitely a lot. But the one that is stuck in my mind is just finishing off late game because there was a couple of games that Bowling Springs and Ken game, I think I should have been a lot better in just mm-hmm. going to this handling the situations instead of just brushing everything. That one thing I'm going to have to grow from is still going to be stuck in my head for a while is the can game to see and just throwing like just throwing that last incompletion and sending them and getting knocked out of the first round. And it was just a lot. Like I was dealing with cramps that game. I had, I think they said I had like something bruised in my shoulder because I got hit. I got um, hit like really hard by one of their defensive linemen. And then I thought I was going to be out for the game because um, my brother, he was, he got knocked out like the first drive of the game. So it was just like very hard. So I just, we had no other quarterback. So I was just like, I got to stay in. It's no, like, it's no excuses. Did you guys do like that postseason eval where you just say, this is what I did well. This is where I need to get better, you know, and write down a couple of things. Or do and if so, or were there things that you identified you needed to get better at? What, what were they? Just man- managing the game. Like, I think I can do a lot better as managing, like, as a team. Just calming my team down and stuff like that. I think I need to really grow from that. And, like, just noticing, like, audible and changing the play, just having confidence that's, just to be a signal caller. And because my dad, sometimes he would let me just call the plays on my own and, like, recognize the defense and just let me play single, like, just play the, like, call the play and just notify the coverages right, right away. But the thing I think I need to work on is just the up front and, like, work with the linemen and stuff like that, just master their stunts and stuff like that. Alex, I want to ask you, um, you know, for, for – future high schoolers listening to this podcast for high school athletes who are currently playing sports in central Pennsylvania, in particular football listening, what piece of advice would you leave for them? What, what words would you leave for them in terms of work ethic, in terms of playing at the highest level of varsity football? What would you say to them? I would say like everything doesn't start off perfect or it, it may not start off on the right foot, but there's always a, like something in like in that high school career, there's something's going to knock you off like an injury or something like that. But I would just say just keep pushing and because blur is going to be on the other side. So just never give up and do that process and always trust yourself and always better on yourself and just come out and you come out with glory on the other side and just always, just always just keep working. That's it. Well, Alex, I think we've, we've run through a lot of stuff with you. We've learned a lot about steel. We've learned a lot about you and your playing career, man. We're glad to have you on the P. High School Fo- Football Report podcast. We, we drop this every week, man. We talked about you a lot, and I think it was good to get you on here and have people hear from you a little bit. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to have you back on, you know, a couple times over the next year or two uh, as, as this all works out. You know, keep it going, man. I'm sure I'll be posting another offer from you, for, from you as soon as it opens back up for these guys. Good, good to get you on here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, Alex. Thank you for joining us again, and good luck on your basketball game tonight. Yeah, thank Brian, that was our segment with still high sophomore quarterback standout Alex Irby. I mean, we covered a lot of information with him. He obviously has a bright future ahead of him. 
two more seasons left to play in the Mid-Pen Conference, and those offers just keep on rolling in. How do you feel after that podcast? Yeah, you know, I mean, 6'4", 205-pound coach's son. He's a lefty, which is a little bit different. I think some coaches, sometimes they look at left-handed quarterbacks a little different, you know, but, hey, there was Steve Young. He was out there, and he was pretty darn good. He's a Hall of Famer. Tim Tebow. This kid is, you know, he's got a lot of upside. You look at him, he's big. Yeah, he's a big, strong kid. He's a better passer than Tim Tebow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can throw it better than Tim Tebow can. Absolutely. Already, I'm going to put that out there. But yeah. Tebow turned out to be pretty darn good, too, in college, you know. Won a couple Heisman, so you're right there. I mean, you know, he's got the tools, Nebby. You, you've seen him. He can throw it deep. You know, he's got a good arm. He's got the size you look for. He's got a little bit of mobility. And he's a smart kid. I think that came across on this podcast, too. So there are a lot of things working for Alex Irby. Uh, schools are starting to get on board because, you know, the next two years could be really big for him. And if he keeps on his trajectory, there are going to be a lot more than these four or five teams already that have offered him. Absolutely, Brian. And I agree with everything you said, you know, and this is, it's neat that we actually mentioned, you know, the the town of Stilton relying heavily upon, you know, high school football because communities such as Stilton, Harrisburg, where I'm from, they rely upon, you know, the youth who give them something hopeful to look for. And you mentioned a little bit about, about that hope in our segment with uh, Alex when we spoke to him. But I mean, you overall, know. the kid just has and possesses leadership qualities way beyond his years. And I think he has a, a very bright future ahead of him. And when you talk about mid-pen football, it's hard not to talk about the, the the quarterbacks that have come through, right? I mean, we have some young quarterbacks that are just studs right now. You know, we just talked to Alex Irby. We also got another young guy and Stone Saunders from Bishop McDevitt. So we have a lot more football, good football to see for years to come. We're going to be talking to some of those guys. Keep bringing them in here. And then uh, we'll be back next week. You know, we're like week to week, football season never ends here at Penn Live and in, and, and in general. So. Until then, Nebby, tell them what to do, my man. Make sure you go to penlive.com and subscribe for all of our exclusive content. Until next week, folks, thank you for joining us.